Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, uh, Shear number 93. In order for couples to have a healthy, vibrant, physical, intimate life, great sex does not uh, require a degree. It's not rocket science. Everyone can achieve it. Every couple can achieve it. And um, it's a matter of first, you know, checking out any physical issues, obviously, um, by the doctors, if, if that's necessary. But primarily, it's really about um, it's really about emotional connection. That is the real intimacy that affects the sexual intimacy to be very, very good and to be enhanced. And we're going to talk about various ways to do this, of how to enhance the sexual aspects of the physical relationship between a husband and a wife. The first thing is is that there has to be an honest discussion to be able to openly talk about their sex life with each other honestly to one another um, in a way that's very clear that they understand each other. We mentioned many times in the past that that is not a breach in sneeze whatsoever. And it's very important to express and be honest about needs without blaming, without judging, and working through things together um, in the intimate aspects of life. You know, if, they're, if, they, if there's a suspecting that there is ho- low hormone levels or other areas that require medical attention, that each one respectively supports each other getting that medical attention. If it's emotional aspects, they should talk to each other about the emotional aspects. If there's physical aspects of certain needs that, that they want to be met, uh, they need to talk to each other openly about that. And so that's the first thing. Another thing also is to kiss passionately is very, very important. To either kiss on the lips, some people don't really enjoy that that much, um, to kiss where you enjoy being kissed, you move your husband or wife to that direction of where that 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 they want it, and to talk through it and see how it works the best. The reason is is because besides in Shir Hashirim, it's brought down about it, and in Chazal it's talked about it, the importance of it. It's also scientifically it in kissing enhances sexual feeling it excites the sexual feeling between a husband and a wife it enhances very much also the emotional bonding between the two if they practice with each other kissing not just on the lips wherever they want and wherever they enjoy that is a great enhancement to develop and to get excited about one another for each other sexually as well as emotionally then these other things I'm going to say, a lot of them don't relate directly to the sex itself, but they're very important that it does enhance the bedroom life if you practice these things. Um, one is to give each other even small gifts, to show each other those gifts, appreciation, that you know you are loved and you know you are being loved by your husband, by your wife. That's very, very essential. Even small kind notes to each other, things like that. And to show affection to one another. To show affection to one another outside the bedroom, very often, frequently, m- during the course of the day, every day, and even in the Nida period, in 
you know, halachically proper way, you could express a lot of forms of kind words and affection, totally mutter and encouraged in the Nida period as well. And it's very important, frankly, to do this even in front of your children, in front of even your teenage children, and no matter who, who you know, how old they are, um, that they see this, they see the affection between their mother and their father is very, very important. Now, I am not talking about the physical affection. We have separate shiurim. I know there's debates back and forth of how much and what and when uh, should a husband and wife show actual physical, um, you know, intimate, you know, holding hands or or certain physical affection in front of their children. Some um, are wary of it, and you know, some are, are more encouraging of it. Obviously, certain blatantly sexual things should not be expressed in front of the children. Certain things are meant to stay in the bedroom. That there's no question about. But certain physical uh, hugs and holding hands and, and certain like little gestures physically, um, touching the cheek, so on, things like that, so that is a chalukei deus, you know, a difference of opinion on whether it's hell, you know, whether they want to do it, whether it's, you know, the, you know, whatever it is. I'm not even talking about that right now, but lechala deus, no matter what you ho- you feel about showing physical affection to one another in front of children or teenagers, showing emotional, verbal um, affection is extremely important. This builds the importance of one another to each other where you're really actually making a statement. You're basically telling your children and, and that you're and you're not embarrassed about it of how much you really love each other and care about each other. And that's good for the bedroom activities that come later on. That feeling of not that you're not embarrassed about it. Can't obviously you don't show it, this demonstration of affection in front of other people. But in front of your own children, in a verbally, emotional, affectionate way, even if you decide not to do any type of physical affection in front of them, is a very healthy thing, not just for the children. It's a very healthy thing to do for the mother and father themselves, for the husband and wife themselves. It enhances the warm feelings when you're sharing your love in front of your children, and you're not embarrassed by that, and you're showing how much you appreciate each other, and showing warmth towards each other, and showing a karasatayv to each other, sometimes even praising your husband or wife in f- to your children in front of, in their presence, that means a lot, that means a tremendous lot, and it enhances, subsequently, the physical sexual connection in the bedroom as well. Another thing is to say often, that I love you and how much I love you every day. It's not just a matter of saying the words alone. It's not just a matter of the quantity of how many times you say it every day. But rather, the real key here is to say ataka often, but with intention. To have deep meaning when you're saying I love you. Not saying it when you're looking in at, a, at your phone. Not saying it when you're looking at your screen not saying it merely when you're cleaning or you're busy with something, but you say it to each other, eye to eye, when there's no distractions, directly to one another. That also is tremendously um, um, inducive, conducive, to that it could lead to much more vibrant and healthy and exciting sexual activity in the bedroom as well.
Another aspect is to have fun with one another, whether it's weekly night dates, variety, thinking out of the box, trying different things together in the bedroom and also outside the bedroom, trying to go different places, do different things, all kosher things that you could do with each other, for each other, with each other. Try to find fun things, even if your personalities may be different, even if you, generally speaking, enjoy different things. Maybe you do enjoy different things, but maybe both of you have some interest in music, then explore that. Or, you know, exercising or biking or other things or whatever it is. You figure out ways to have fun with one another. Another thing that also greatly enhances, ultimately, the physical intimate connection is to maintain, throughout marriage, a very close friendship. What you need in a marriage, it's very, very key to have a healthy, close friendship, and that is the key for any long-term marriage. And that can never be underestimated. And that friendship, that warmth of friendship, even if it's at that point in time, outside the bedroom or in the Nida period, is more of an intellectual or spiritual type or just healthy communicating with one another, even in a non-physical way, it has a direct effect that when the time comes when they are physical with one another, it's very much deep and enhanced and enjoyed by both of them. Another thing is also is to be mindful of the struggles that any particular spouse may have at a given moment. So for example, if let's say the husband has crazy deadlines at work and the wife could be supportive, give him space, don't pressure him to spend too much time with you right now, but just say, I, you know, I'm looking forward to when we'll have time together and I'm here for you and you should know that and vice versa. When the wife has um, things that, you know, very hectic schedules and things like that for the husband to see, be supportive, of course, ideally for both of them to work on trying to connect with each other, even as busy as their schedules are, but also when they can't to actually to support one another. Now, with everything I'm saying over here, focusing on emotional connection, I will say, especially for younger couples or even other couples that both of them have, for example, high libidos and they're very interested in sex, it's very important for them to know that relationships that, that are based primarily on lust do not last. It's uh, certainly a hava hatluya bedavar that is not niskayim, and that's not real love. True love is based on a long-lasting commitment to one another that includes these quote-unquote very unromantic terms like trust, like loyalty, like commitment, like I have your back, and like deep friendship and emotional connection. And then when you have all of those, then when you go into the sexual realm in the bedroom and you have this healthy um, sexual interest in one another, that is healthy. That is very healthy. So there's a big difference. There's nothing wrong with having a quote-unquote taiva to be with your husband or to be with your wife sexually. But if the primary goal is the lust, which for many young couples, sometimes they run into that issue um, where they are on top of each other all the time, literally, and but without 
emphasizing much or putting that much effort yet into the other realms in their relationship. And that is a mistake, and that's something that, you know, really has to be talked about uh, before marriage to make sure that the commitment and the connection between a husband and wife is in all areas of their relationship, not just in the bedroom, especially for young couples who, you know, they're preoccupied with the sexual aspects because it's new and it's exciting and it's interesting and and 24-7 their heads in it, but that's really, sooner or later life happens and, and, um, and, and then it, it, it just dissipates, it falls apart. And this is not just pessimism, this is just real reality of life, the way it works and the way human nature is. And, but the reverse, like I'll say again, if you find that you have a long-lasting love based on trust and commitment and loyalty and love outside the bedroom and inside the bedroom makes no difference, then when you are together physically, sexually, and there is a healthy sexual interest and taiva, you want to call it lust or whatever, whatever it is, it's not really what it is, although there's some physical, obviously physicality there, then it's a healthy and beautiful thing, as long as it's in within the context of the rest of the relationship. It's also important, like we spoke about many times, is to be quote-unquote romantic, but not in the way the word is used in the movies or in the books, the superficial aspects of it. What I mean here by romantic is simply to be warm, to be flowing with your words in kindness, um, and to learn how to be more expressive, sometimes to write down things of how your spouse makes you feel special and wanted, and um, that enhances greatly the desire towards one another. When you express to each other expressively this way of how much how special you are to one another that increases the actual emotional connection and ultimately an intense physical desire sexually as well in the right time and you talk to each other about it how do you get each other to feel that way to feel romantically again i'm using it in the best sense of the word connected. It's a mindset. It's something that could be learned, could be worked through to get to that healthy place, an emotional connection of how to make me feel special. How can I make you feel special and talk about it and have open discussion about it. And that also enhances very much ultimately what goes on in the bedroom to have a very satisfying sexual life with one another. Now, I'm going to end off the sheer here with something that's not exactly on topic with this, but it's a very important point, is to embrace change. As your relationship goes on, you're a constant, just like an Avedis Hashem, your way of serving a Kaddish Baruch changes from when you're a child to the, when you become a young teenager. Then you're in, in, in the young teenage years, then the later teenage years, and then the, in your 20s, and then later in the 30s, 40s, in your own personal journey with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and what he, what, you know, what he desires from you, the same thing applies in the, dynamic, in the dynamics of your marriage. It's very important to accept with serenity, with a calmness, with a menuchas anefesh, and just recommending all of you to listen to all the Friday shiurim 
from Zalt Pliskin that talk, talks about serenity, is to accept what we cannot change. It's something called radical acceptance. It sounds radical, but it's really the way it should be. You And, and it's really connected with Amuna and Betachan. To embrace, to embrace what happens regarding things you cannot change fully. This is my situation, and I will have the courage and I will have the love to deal with whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me in a calm way, in a joyful way, in a peaceful way for what I cannot change. Now, sometimes we need Hadracha on what I can't change versus what I can't change, and we need guidance, and we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it. It's one of the famous AAA prayers, which is brilliant, you know, to... Um, to, to know the difference, I wish I would have the quote here, but I will get it. But basically, is to know what I can change and to, to be able to change what I can change, to accept what I can't change, and the wisdom to know the difference. That wisdom to know the difference is very, very important. That calmness also puts it that when your husband and wife together, you say to yourself, whatever matzah we are in, whether we are on our up, we're on a down, we love each other, and we're going to connect with each other, and we're going to commit to each other. So to sum up overall this year, it's very important for every couple, and again, it's not a matter of, yeah, if, if a couple feels that they're not knowledgeable in certain areas in the sexual realm, and they ask, but they have to ask again by a healthy, competent mentor, a college teacher that knows what they're doing, a custom teacher, and then those that are experienced with later in marriage to give tips and advice to enhance the sexual realm if you know but usually the way it works is is really this is something that is attainable and doable by by all of us we could do this to enhance our sexual lives in a healthy way by having real intimacy the kissing is very important like we discussed small gifts showing affection and all the things we listed in the share, saying I love you, having fun together, having a close relationship as a priority, supporting each other, loving each other, and so on and so forth. Bracha